0: Hello Internet, I'm Peabody award-winning podcaster Carl Swanson. What you're about to hear is the pilot episode of the show that my co-host Brian Griffin would, in a moment of divine inspiration at a gay bar in downtown Toronto, eventually named Queen's Video. Produced by Ian O'Connor, we recorded this episode back on August 31st, 2023. And if you're hearing me talk right now, it means we finally got the damn thing uploaded. Thanks for the download. Give us a listen. We're just going to spend the next half an hour talking about a bunch of movies and TV shows that we like. You're welcome to join us. I mean and it sounds like we're rolling and it's a hot it's a hot mic oh
1: sexy <laughs> hi Brian hi Carl uh, uh first names I guess oh, I'm, yes I'm Georgia Hardstar. <laughs> and I'm Karen Kilgareth and this is cereal. <laughs> Actually, Carl, Serial was the very first podcast I ever listened to. I think it was the first one that I ever listened to too. Isn't the birth the uh, the origin the Batman Begins of all podcasts? (laughs) This is our Batman (laughs) Begins. Yeah, was listening to Serial. Did you listen to it when it came out? Uh, No, 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 no. I heard about it through the grapevine. Yeah, it was like legendary. I think season two was about. To come out Oh, and then that late. I jumped into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's... See, I think I got it
0: relatively soon, or at least it was one of those things. I mean, it was like, you know, like like the first season of Survivor or the first season of, of, you know, anything. I remember when, you know, like by the time it was nearing its end, I was like, okay, maybe this is something that I should actually care about. Yeah. Because I knew about podcasts for forever. Like, I mean, I, I remember... I, my old roommate used to listen to podcasts back when it was just, you know, like, like automatically uploading onto your iPod. Yeah. You know, before we had iPhones and before it was just, you know, downloading from the cloud, like it used to be that you would plug your iPod into your computer and just upload whatever new podcast from that morning. Right. There was a hassle. There was a whole fucking hassle to it. It was
1: just ancient media. Once you could stream it, that was a game changer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But that
1: was, that was. It's right? I mean, that was kind of when we all got into podcasts, let's be honest. Definitely. And, I you know, like, I think when I was, I was wanting a dark, something fucking dark that would shake my soul, like I was in a comfortable point in my life where mm-hmm. I wanted something awful and I could not. So I remember Serial, I was like, I can't stop thinking about it. And I think uh, I stopped working and just uh, listened to it for like two days straight. Oh, yeah. And it just like possessed my thoughts. So frustrating. There's absolutely no
0: Resolution. Spoiler alert, there's no yeah.
1: fucking resolution to that fucking thing. Even to this goddamn day, it's still pretty ambiguous. Did you hear that they reopened
0: the case? Yeah,
1: but <laughs> is there is there any actual movement well, or is there any any significance
0: to I this? don't know, but I know that the one problem is that they're going to have a lot of difficulty picking a jury to try it because anybody who's already listened to the podcast isn't suitable to oh, be get, a jury. You,
1: you get, like, kicks from the square states, Carl. <laughs> I and... Uh, and speaking of, friends, of yeah,
0: yeah. square states, we're going to introduce our first First sponsor, <laughs> Squarespace. Now, Squarespace is a really excellent way to make a website. If you if still you're a do hick. that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, hi, Brian welcome to our
1: podcast we're finally doing this welcome Carl Carl uh uh you gave you you spoke about your Batman begins uh from a podcast standpoint what's your Batman begins from a life well point? in from a this Canadian life um yeah. which is another podcast reference oh, yeah. um
0: yeah I'm uh I mean obviously we're both Toronto gays. Obviously, we both lived here for a while. Um, I moved here from Edmonton back in 2004 after I was done high school, um, and you know, did some did some time at the University of Toronto. Oh, sure, sure. Um, but no, no, honestly, like U of T was great. I had a really good time there. Um, that was back when I did at my. I, I had a. I had a kind of a you know fifth life crisis, quarter life crisis, at the end of my first degree, which is a story mm. I'm sure we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made. Uh, a web comic, or not a web comic, uh, a web series with my roommate called Annexed. Right. Back in two thousand and nine, so not to brag, but I was on YouTube uploading videos back in two thousand and nine, um, and I think that this is the next creative endeavor I've done since then. Um, so yeah, I've been, I've been, um, you know, doing various non-creative things over the last. What is that now? 14 years since 2009. Um, And -hmm. then, yeah, after we've been riffing for a while, I just said... Let's actually record this podcast that we want to do. Oh, God. How about you? What's your Batman Begins?
1: Uh, I'm from Ireland originally. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, that's right. But I, you would not know because I don't have an Irish accent anymore. It's absolutely zapped out. You're it's, so continental. So that's that's it. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm uh, transatlantic, transatlantic accent. That's what this is. No, it isn't. It's, <laughs> it's straight up just Canadian. It's straight up. And the unique Toronto-isms that I picked up. But uh no. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love and adore movies and podcasts. Uh, I went to film school. I was going to say, you know, you did yeah. a whole degree in this. You're an That's expert. Right. I have a master's in screenwriting. Uh, and that means nothing in the real world, <laughs> but it was fun to do as a child. And I would, uh, I'm ter- My poor parents, it was absolutely a waste of their money <laughs> and maybe my time, but, uh, no, I, I have a blast. I absolutely love it. Love movies and television. As I said, um, uh, yeah, I mean,
0: it's like at least you can speak authoritatively on stuff, hmm. which is
1: <laughs> one of the advantages, I guess, of a master's degree. I mean, not always. I mean, the part of it is, and one of the things about uh, something creative like that is that uh, it's all about what you get out of it, right? Like, you, you the, the customer's always correct, basically, right? Yeah. Uh, especially in, in the, there are movies that are just fucking boring, but are excellent, right? Yes. And th- they're not for everyone. 2001 A Space Odyssey, can not recommend that to everyone. Oh yeah, but do you like 2001 A Space you Odyssey? I fucking love it. Yeah. Good, good, yeah. good, 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 yeah, good. Yeah, correct yeah. answer.
0: Yes. That was, I just, well not, I mean, obviously I didn't just see that. I've seen it, I've seen it many times. The first time I saw it when I was a teenager and it completely baffled me. And then I read the book because I was like, I, I, honestly, my taste in like literature even really wasn't that great when I was young, but I did like kind of hard science fiction. Yeah. And so I read 2001 A Space Odyssey after watching the movie and it added much more context context, and everything. And then from there, I grew to love it. And now like it's one of my favorite movies. And it's I, I saw it at the Tiff Bell Lightbox once. Oh,
1: cool. It was phenomenal. Oh, oh, oh. It was... I saw it at the uh, the IMAX in the, uh, the Cinesphere. With, oh, no way. Uh, with a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours. Excellent. His uh, name is Berger. Uh, th- okay. Who I'm sure will be a guest of <laughs> <a> later <laughs> episode of this podcast. But I will say that was one of the best cinema cinematic experiences ever. That was fantastic. Uh, well, everything yeah. at that
0: Cinesphere. you that in big well, screen. And Brian, uh, for those of you who are listening, Brian, actually the first time I uh, ever went to the Cinesphere was like very recently they were playing mm-hmm. Blade Runner 2049 and right. Brian, uh, you took me and Ian, my my loving fiancé who's producing this podcast right now. Shout out to Ian.
1: Shout out to Ian. Ian! <laughs> Steven!
0: That's another podcast reference. Unafraid to reference or not reference. Um, but yeah, that was the first time we'd ever seen anything at the Cinesphere, and it was so fucking cool.
1: Yeah, it was also, they closed it the next week uh, and not open since, so... Um, well, hopefully Therm will tear it down and build an even bigger Cinesphere. No, it's, I, I, I looked it up. They're going to open it up again soon. Oh, yeah. But yeah, 2001: to Space Odyssey and uh, uh, Kubrick films in general—they were like when you were younger, when because it was one of those things where like they were always on Irish television. Oh yeah, we the the they, they, they was celebrated. Kubrick was more or less celebrated. Obviously, he's worth celebrating because of per- Perry Mason, right? Perry Mason? What was he part of? Perry Mason? No,
0: is that the one? What's it called? No, I'm not Perry Mason. Yeah, like, was, was he, right he a showrunner about? or did he write a, a pilot one, or what's the <laughs> one that he did? What's the fucking the one with the the, the candle lights and the
1: oh oh no. right uh oh that's oh, shameful
0: that i don't know it's it's, it's filmed and in, totally in Ireland. No, well. and everybody is screaming it's like yeah. not perry mason you fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong there, there, like there's nothing worse in the world than listening to a podcast where the podcasters are wrong oh oh we're getting it hold
1: on hold yep. on stephen's pulling it up <laughs> it is Barry Lyndon Barry Lyndon Lyndon. in fairness now that you're now that we've compared them Barry Lyndon Perry Mason they do have a musicality that's exactly they they they
0: they, it's it's like it rhymes it's like poetry yeah but okay yeah what was
1: the first what was the first Kubrick movie you ever saw oh uh it was 2001 a space odyssey uh sections of it my family were like flicking through television. And I was like, put that on. It's got space. I really wanted to watch it. There was fucking nothing on. And nobody <laughs> and wanted to con- watch anything. There continued to be nothing they on. They knew they did not want to watch 2001 Space. <laughs> so they, they tried everything to not go on it. But I, I just knew, like even at a young age, like there was something really intoxicating and weird about it. Like the 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 silence of it, the 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 punctuation of it. Like, mm. it was the scene where um uh it's it it's it's the 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 um scene where he's in space and he's been locked out by the computer yeah and they're at loggerheads. Like it's the the central tension of the second act. Mm-hmm. And um uh I I remember uh just loving it. Just yeah. loving it. But it is it's it's really hard and it was also a lesson. It was like one of the first things where I was like, oh you know not everybody loves the same things like this is obviously an excellent film and this is an old film as well, which I would assume my parents would enjoy, <laughs> but they're fucking hating. this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, that was one of the first. But you, uh, one of the, the second one yeah. was the R-rated gem, uh, The Shining, far too young to be oh, watching really? shit like How that. How old were you when you saw The Shining? Far too young. Uh, I, I don't even think I was that, that young. I might have been a teenager, yeah. but even then I was incredibly disturbed and that was one that was not on the fucking television that was one that had to be sourced from the, the video shop oh yeah but uh that was that's a terrific film That, and the second I watched that I knew fuck this, this the, I think that's what made me uh, like pay attention to him as a filmmaker and that's like and you recognized that it was a movie by a director yeah, exactly right? and Which... I, I think I knew 2001 maybe because the box told me or yeah. whatever but uh it, it was a good frame of reference because they're, they're both shockingly weird interesting and at the time i think like i don't know if 2001 a space odyssey came out the gate as i know it was celebrated but i don't know if it came out the gate as a money maker i i think it was popular i remember it like you know back in my
0: my art history degree i actually like did some academic work on it and it was very satisfying um but it was like like i, I it seems to me that it was like it was big build people people went and saw it there was like it was advertised as the ultimate trip As a very, you know, like, 60s pun. Um, So, yeah, I think... I mean, like, like, yeah, because he had already done... He had just done A Clockwork Orange. Right. And then that was a success. And then 2001 A Space Odyssey was a success. And then did he do The Shining after that? I think he did The Shining after Clockwork Orange... No, 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 no! It was definitely the '70s. It was definitely after Space Odyssey, which came out in 1968,
1: I think. Space it, didn't it go Space Odyssey? Then it went Clockwork Orange. Then it went. No, Shiny? The Clockwork Orange was definitely first. Oh no, uh, no, I don't think so. Ah. ah. This is so cringe. Uh, I, if I'm wrong, I'll die. Yeah. But uh, I'm
0: pretty. Just so write weird. in and tell us. Oh shit, we need to get a. We need to get a podcast. <laughs> Email at <address. laughs> us. Space Odyssey is sixty-eight. I was right. Clockwork Orange is seventy-one. Clockwork Orange is seventy-one. Blackboard. Oh fuck, I was wrong. Oh. Um, Strange Love,
1: right. Right, I have to say, like I, you know, he he. So the reason why I know that is because I understood that uh, 2001, a two thousand and one Space Odyssey was really draining on him, mm. and so uh, a Clockwork Orange was like the indie film that he went back to roots, right? With, like, and uh, I don't think I think he like he, I, it was like a Warner Brothers film, mm. but it was basically produced on like a independent film budget at the time, and so that was like a Return to Form, and that was a big disappointment for him because there was it, it was. Uh, I think there was, like, a, a reaction to that film, like, because of the violence of it. And oh, yeah. Uh, like, it was maybe misunderstood, and I think he was not enjoying the uh, the attention the film was getting. Oh, yeah. I understand he pulled that film, but, yeah. It, he's a very violent
0: guy. Like, yeah. all those movies are just uh, carnage and death. Much like
1: much A film like. that we saw
0: recently. Oh my god. So we have to tell you about this. Brian um <laughs> Brian invited me and Ian and Bernard um to go see the a 1980s cult classic heavy metal, heavy metal which is it was like a hole in my own repertoire like i mean i love i lo- i love a bad movie like i love i my one of my favorite movies is showgirls um yeah. which I, I mean maybe it's a bad movie but like it's a fucking great movie it's um i i was raised like i mean we're talking here you know you mentioned the shining um like when i was a teenager we would always have sleepovers, and then we would always have, watch, you know, like, like the you'd try to scare yourself watching movies at the sleepovers. But then also, like, I had these formative wa- movie-watching experiences at, like, sleepovers at a te- as a teenager, where I would watch, like, The Shining and Event Horizon and stuff. But then also, I watched the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Ooh, that's a good th- one. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, that, I feel like that flipped a switch. That was one yeah. of those, like, that was one of those hey maybe i'm gay moments mm-hmm. where we were just watching that at a like at the sleepover and it was like it was it was unlike anything i'd ever seen before and like they, i mean now like i love it it's not a great film in terms of construction um but like it's it's um it's like charming and fun mm. and sexy and ridiculous and the songs are catchy even if even when they're not that great they're like really fucking good and so i had this expectation that like heavy metal would be like that um Mm -hmm. that there would be this kind of redeeming quality to it and i think i said to you as soon as we were out of the movie i was like if i had seen this movie when i was a 14 year old boy it would probably be one of the formative texts of my entire life now as a 37 year old boy that was one of the dumbest things i have ever watched it's in my dumb, life
1: it's a dumb piece of shit but it's a it's a cartoon it's four. it's like it's a, it's it's essentially four people who grew up on dumbass cartoons yeah in the 1970s yeah. who grew into Maybe young adults, maybe not yet. I don't know. I I really don't know what it was marketed for. 1982, right? So I imagine... Yeah, it's it's the product. It's a direct product of people who grew out of that. Uh, it's produced by Ivan Reitman. Yeah, it's I th- and I understand that. Sean like, Candy was one of the voices. They took the money that was because Ghostbusters was a giant success. They mm-hmm. took the Ghostbusters money and was like, let's 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 put it in there, and they flushed it down the yeah. toilet. <laughs> I see it. I I definitely see it in the wheelhouse of Ghostbusters. There's yeah. stupid, uh, like stupid humor. Uh, like geeky nerd culture, like I think uh, uh, Ghostbusters leans into the fantasy more. Uh, heavy metal is obviously more of a science fiction thing, mm-hmm. um, but it's 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 a lot of fun. I think what I what I appreciate about it's it's busting with energy. Yeah, it's busting with attitude. Um. It's it's busting. The rests are
0: <laughs> massive. It's it's shocking, they're, isn't they're, it? Like and it's, it's it's really bad. It's fascinating watching an animated movie with such like explicit pornography yeah. because you're just like somebody drew that bush, somebody drew those panties, yeah. somebody drew those boobs.
1: It's, it's very exploitative, too. Yeah. Well, I mean we could consider it that way. I guess back in the day they weren't thinking that. They were thinking, "This is they a it's for boys." Chicks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And and on that note of entertainment for boys, um, uh, yeah. Not even on that note. This is just a complete non sequitur. We should just take a break. I know. What yeah.
1: boys like.
0: I know what boys, boys like. want boys like, like me. me. worked it works on so many <laughs> levels okay um brian ahsoka
1: is out what do oh, you think oh shit i have not carl, seen it yet carl you know what star wars movies were a goddamn mess the past few years but That's- Twenty years. So, uh, and I think the credit goes to Dave Filoni on the on the Star Wars team. He's he was the uh, he started on uh, Clone Wars, which is the cartoon, which I actually can't stand. Don't like the cartoon. Don't like the animation. Not, not for me. Not for me. Uh, but uh, I understand that story wise they are excellent, and these new a- uh, these new live action shows have borrowed, taken like little elements and peppered them throughout the Mandalorian and uh, the other stuff. I'm not so. Too much. I'm not too sure about Andor, but I know Mandalorian had Ahsoka, and Ahsoka's from the Clone Wars. Um, Ahsoka is marvelous. Oh, yeah. How's Rosario? Because I love her. She's so fucking good. She's so good. She's fucking beautiful. Oh, yeah fucking orange, and she has, like... Girl, look how fucking orange, orange you look, look. girl! <laughs> no, she's orange, and she has, like, these, like, I you know, like, I don't understand those stupid Star Wars hair. You know what I mean? You know when they, like, do those thick, chunky alien hair? Oh,
0: yeah, like the, the Twi'leks, or the... Whatever is she? A t- now, now, now,
1: is she a Twi'lek? Oh, I don't know anything about all of that—the Twi'leks and the Huts and the Yodas. I don't know. I don't know about that specifically, but I will say she's terrific. The makeup Great. is terrific. The design is terrific. Um, everything about it is so good. Yeah. I was really happy with it. Um, uh, what I like about it is there's a direction. There's like there's like a really interesting build up going on like they've been building up to for star wars fans there's Thrawn, who's a yeah. huge star wars and character. and and uh, so and grand admiral Thrawn
0: is a character from the books right the old Race. expanded universe yes have you like are you into the expanded universe of star wars or are you just a kind of a movies and TV shows guy. Like, like, yeah, I mean, talk about things that you did when you were a teenager. When you were a teenager, were you one of those, uh, like, Star Wars fans that, that then, you know, got the, what, Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, right. The Last Command, Timothy Zahn. I'm talking, I had honestly not even thought of any of these titles <laughs> until right now. And it came to me. So you read like them? No, 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 I haven't oh, read. Well, oh. okay, maybe okay. when I was a kid, I read one of them yeah um and it was like it was one of those like achievement books I remember when I was a kid of reading um one of the like one of the dark, trilogy something or other ones that was like like you know how there would be those star wars books that would be like like four inches by three inches and just like 400 pages of text no. so like oh yeah yeah i mean and this was this was the, they are thick books so they, they do make a thick star wars book they're thick books and and, and yeah. i don't know if you thought this way when you were a kid but like when you were learning to read you know like as you're progressing through your own ability to read more and you get to like you know you go from picture books to chapter books to like Tomes and stuff, and yeah. there were these like I just remember being like eight years old and seeing these you know Star Wars books at the grocery store yeah. that would just you know the text was tiny and the, the the spines were thick and like and then I read I read Dark Apprentice Dark Apprentice was the name of the book and it was you know like like Luke and Leia and Han after Return of the Jedi okay. um and all of their you know like adventures and misadventures and they had you know kids and Luke was training Jedi's and stuff yeah so anyway long story short. Um, yeah, there was this whole Star Wars expanded universe that, that then I never really touched on because it was a lot of work.
1: Yeah. Um, Most people wouldn't have. Yeah. I I think it was for people who, uh, and I think that there was a large audience for it. People who just really want, who fucking adored, who grew up with Star Wars in their fucking blood. Yeah. And it it meant a lot to them and they just needed something to get them to the next Star Wars movie. Remember there were no Star Wars movies from the fucking Oh, I know right up to
0: I will say this one like because I I am a Trekkie like obviously I'm a nerd I love Star Wars Star Wars is great but but my my greatest love has always been Star Trek and so when uh in 2009 when the J.J. Abrams uh Star Trek movie started to come out and this 2009 Star Trek movie hit and it just rocked you know Mm. it had your your Chris Pine Zachary Quinto Zoe Saldana such a being just well and just like and, and nailing all the characterizations uh you know, Simon Pegg was killing Scotty, and then there were like, like, um, great effects and everything. And I got to fucking fun, I, as and well. I and I got to gloat. I for the first time <laughs> in my trekkie life, yeah. I got to look at all of the the Star Wars assholes who had been just like we, you know, like like like. Um, what do you call it? Like like starvation fed on the prequel trilogy, right. which, you know, was 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 Mama This is Garbage. Tram- um and, tram- and and I finally got my like come as a Trekkie to just be like, yeah, I mean, you know, the the thing about Star Trek is there's been a good Star Trek movie in the last thirty years. I'm so sorry, Carl. And I'm it, about to cut you down.
1: Oh I know, it all went shit later, but well, it was fun. <laughs> you know that the first the Star Trek 2009 movie yeah. was Inspired by original Star Wars, J.J. Oh, so. went to the original Star Wars and was like, "I'm going to do the original Star Wars. It's about a farm boy who uh, gets a, an older uh, uh, who uh, discovers he's yeah. like a, a talented at something, uh, gets an older like uh, uh, mentor type, uh, goes into space, fights battles, uh, to, uh, wins the love of a uh, you know like it follows <laughs> Listen! exact same beats, bitch. <laughs> Listen." <laughs> Uh, it, it's excellent it, it fucking works you know it, if it ain't broke don't fix it no totally the 2009 uh, Star Trek movie is fucking great and the 1979 it's 77 right Star Wars Star Wars yeah 77 yeah 1977 Star Wars is a fucking fantastic film I never tire of watching it I rewatched the original trilogy Regularly, and I fucking love them. I oh. think they're fantastic. I'm gonna look
0: for this tweet, but there's a great. I saw a great. I saw a great meme on the internet that was like, it was like a letterboxed review of Star Wars, and it was like, Star Wars 1977, four stars, excellent hidden fortress remake. There's a wonderful sophomore uh, effort from the director of American Graffiti, a middling Alec Guinness uh, vehicle, but Peter Cushing does an excellent job. <laughs> <laughs> that's shitty.
1: That's, that's so, so reductive and shitty and like steals the energy out yeah. of Star Wars. But well, okay. Maybe accurate. <laughs> oh, well, no,
0: you know, Star Wars is lovely. I like, God, that was one, I, you know, I, when I was a kid, again, you know, all the kids had seen Star Wars and I think I was in like grade two or grade three. So, you know, like maybe eight or nine years old. And I was just like, when, when my parents rented us, Star Wars, I was just, I felt like I was getting this this window into the world of pop culture that, like, I, 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 I you know, you hear about in the ether, and it's always, like, maybe too big for you, or, like, maybe, you know, you start to get these first tastes of, uh, you know, like, stuff that's not kids- things kids TV shows kids movies you start to you know like like watch for the first time something that's like an adult movie and I mean like like you know as an adult now that Star Wars is definitely like it's it's kids stuff but but it's not you know it's not Teletubbies or Sesame Street, it's not or whatever. necessarily for kids. It's accessible to kids.
1: Yeah, it's accessible to a bunch of people. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So it just felt cool, you know. Like, kudos to my parents. I we were in when we were talking in the last time, uh, or you know, in the in the previous segment uh, about like you know 2001 a Space Odyssey and uh, you know like R rated things and and you know heavy metal and stuff and like like I just feel like growing up is it's this series of first exposures to the world as it already is and like so much of that is like the first time you watch the movie that everyone's already seen or the first time that you watch the movie that your parents didn't let you see and it's just like like that's I don't know. It's a magic that you can't ever really get back because it only really happens, you know, when, when you're that age. But, you know, like, I just remember like, like talking about 2001, a space odyssey, like my dad was the one who showed me 2001, a space odyssey. I I was, you know, maybe 14 years old and and we were like, okay, we're going to, we're going to sit down and watch this. And it was like, it was a, you know, a parent's like guiding, like my dad guiding me into it. And like, I remember (laughs) there was also a great time when I was like 14 years old. And, uh, not to, not to like, you know, well, no, I mean, this is all, this is all stories that, you know, my, my, my mom knows, but like, I remember she went on a choir trip with my brother. And so my dad and I were just hanging out in the house, you know, together. Like he was, he was, he was the one that was looking after me for the weekend. And like, as soon as my mom was gone, dad rented Pulp Fiction and Silence of the Lambs oh, shit. and was like, Oh Jesus, we're
1: watching these. Oh, and God. I, I was,
0: and it was amazing like
1: you know those are those are fantastic films excellent movies fucking five star classics untouchable they're Mm -hmm. better than five they transcend cinema in a weird way like they stick out as like two phenomenal films
0: yeah and just like they, they like two phenomenal films but also two films that then like you know when when i was younger i was like oh no you know like like I'm too young to see something that's violent. I'm too young to see something that's sexual. Yeah. And then like like as a teenager you start to dabble, not like, you know, like like dip your toe in kind of the wider world of of those things. And so yeah, kudos to Kudos to my parents and like not even just my dad. I remember when I was a kid and my mom brought home Mission Impossible and was like, "We're watching Mission Impossible," and I was maybe ten years old and I was like, "But Mission Impossible is so violent! That's one of those like action movies. Am I even allowed to watch this?" And she was like, "Oh no, we're absolutely allowed to watch this. This is a great movie." And that's when I discovered my mom loves thrillers.
1: Yeah, my mother took me to see Mission Impossible. The original oh, nice to the cinema uh, back in the day. Yeah, that was uh, that was nice. But yeah, back to Star Wars. We fucked up when we watched Star Wars because uh, Star Wars was not a thing that was in Irish television. Oh, yeah. It must have been a rights issue or they just it couldn't or they were too cheap. I don't know. But Star Wars never came on. You know, we had Indiana Jones and we had every other fucking uh, franchise. We did not have Star Wars, not a whiff of it. I did not know what Star Wars was uh, for a large chunk of my childhood. Except for a joke in The Simpsons where Homer fucking walks out of a cinema and ruins the ending of Empire yes, Strikes Back and pisses off the audience oh, that's lining up to go in. And then so you even had The Empire Strikes Back ruined. 100%. Of that 100%. Wow. But that's, doesn't mean anything because the very first Star Wars movie we watched, so Star Wars, I was always aware of Star Wars through that fucking cinema, uh, Simpsons joke. We had. The Simpsons taped. We watched every single episode. We taped them from TV. Excellent. And we rewatched and rewatched. So um, I always knew Star Wars, and I remember the VHS tapes. The uh, they they like uh, just before they re released to the cinemas. They, mm. they they had like a VHS tape uh, reissues, and uh, they they released all of them. I didn't get that there were multiple Star Wars movies. I just multiple Star Wars, Star Wars and. Um, I remember, uh, I had a friend who, uh, was really spoiled and he got everything. (laughs) So we were like, I love those friends. They had the best houses to play at. Yeah. It was the best. He, and he was a lovely fellow, too. Oh, nice. And uh, his mom went out and got us Star Wars, but what she actually got us was Return of the Jedi. But it, she didn't know, and we didn't know. We started watching Star Wars, mm-hmm. and we realized, like, pretty much at the start of it, we're like, no, we're missing a big chunk yeah, of what's like, fucking going on here. Who are
0: those people, and why are they <laughs> yeah. trying to get that guy that's
1: in the chocolate? We still loved it. Return of the oh, Jedi. Yeah. Is Return of the for Jedi kids. is a blast. Maybe that one is for kids and not for everyone. Oh, <laughs> no! No, Phantom Menace is for kids. Oh. I remember. I remember. Is it even? Would kids even like? Oh, that I shit?
0: remember actually reading somebody reviewing. Like they 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 were talking about how they showed the Phantom Menace was the first Star Wars movie that they showed to a bunch of like children, and they were like. Phantom Menace is a great kids movie, or at least, like, like they love... Things that they love about The Phantom Menace, they love Jar Jar Binks, they love Anakin. Like, Anakin is perfect for kids because, like, he's just a kid surrogate and it's this kid having fun in this world. There's, like... Carl,
1: I, the, I, I hope you're listening to what you're saying.
0: No, and then and they were like, the parts that don't land are the, like,
1: talking in the Senate parts and stuff. And then, but, but... Some of the casting is terrible. That kid actor... God bless him. He was just a kid, but yeah. he got too much screen time.
0: I, you know... It's, it's, a, it's a tough world out there for child actors.
1: I know. But Natalie Portman made it fu- made it out fine. Do you know, there was a fun thing about it that... Uh, well, I don't know anything about it. I wasn't there when they <laughs> produced it. You, so, you were not on set for I, The Phantom Menace I, in 1997? I, I, in I 1997. heard that um, she almost wasn't asked to reprise her role as Queen Amidala because she wasn't the best behaved. <gasps> in and she may have made the other girls cry <laughs> good for her although Keira Knightley was also in yeah, I so wonder. like that's I'm like did imagine bullying Knightley?
0: Knightley, Natalie Portman bully Kira Knightley oh no I'm sure I'm sure doesn't everyone bully everyone though at the end of the day oh totally yeah. we're, we're being told we need to wrap this up oh, uh we still have no title for this podcast no. I was thinking because like 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 You know, we we can go with all of our in-jokes, like, hi, Georgia. (laughs) Or, or, you know, it's a banana, Michael. How much
1: can it cost? Ten dollars. If we are going to do something, it's got to be an homage to the late, great actress who played Lucille Bluth, whose name evades me, right? It it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, Steven? We're terrible. We're terrible fags. Uh, Uh, The other one that I thought
0: was somehow I was like, I was like, you know, we sh- we should have a, an acronym one like like how uh, sexy unique podcast is SUP. Uh, the the ooh but, um, that's a good That's <laughs>
1: good. I,
0: I, the the dumbest one that I thought of was I was like Brian let's call Jessica it Jessica Walters Jessica Walters Jessica Walters Eternal Rest in Power Jessica Walters. Can we
1: just call it Jessica Walters? Can we then? just call
0: the podcast the Jessica Walters podcast? <laughs> no, I was gonna say the dumbest <laughs> the dumbest podcast name that I came up with was
1: CBD and it stands for. Ooh. Carl and Brian discuss. Ooh, there's something there's something about that I do like, but it almost has to be yeah. The explanation is what's oh,
0: yeah. good to me. Well, and I mean the, the, the whole the conceit of the podcast would be that we we're just sitting here smoking pot, and I you know, think stuff. you really have to you have to put the emphasis you gotta on the commit to, to the
1: bit. Discuss
0: discuss. So yeah, we'll we'll come up with a title for the podcast, but in the meantime, we did it that's it we recorded a this podcast.
1: that's a wrap
0: well done mama i know all right well life. no i will say sh- 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 we're not done yet we have to life. tell them we have to tell everybody thanks for listening you've all been the best whenever you do actually hear this um you know what kudos to you for sticking together sticking yeah. with
1: us for a half yeah, an hour yeah. fuck you guys for listening fuck, um fuck you all it, delete the, this podcast <laughs> from your phone <laughs> no it's been a joy this isn't this was yeah. a pleasure carl thanks for listening to my ramblings and uh yeah brian thank you thanks for thanks for coming on to my show <laughs> no and not yours
0: <laughs> oh. we can't just steal no we can't steal everything but we'll steal the good shit
1: all right later brian good night and good luck Thank you for listening to Queen's Video Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Um, Any comments or even recommendations for movies you'd like us to discuss, email us at queensvideopodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at queensvideopodcast. Uh, Make sure to like us and subscribe. And see ya!